I guess the big elephant in the room, it trended yeah. just the other day. Mm. The 47 million yeah. that was um, supposedly offered to you and you said, no, thank you. Um, yeah. You owe me a lot more than that. Yeah. A lot of people on Twitter were saying, why didn't you take the money? Mm. Why did you turn it down? The Please Call Me movement is continuing its protest outside Voter World in Midrand, Johannesburg in a support for Please Call Me inventor Gosana Makate. Vodacom will appeal the ruling made against them that they should pay Makate more than the 47 million rand they'd initially offered. So many burning questions. So little time. I'm Carol Afori, and this is the Carol Afori Podcast, where we answer all the questions that keep going around in circles in your head. And this time, we're asking Please Call Me Inventor, Nkosana Makate, why he didn't take the 47 million rand offer from Vodacom. So Kenneth Nkosana Makate developed the concept behind the Please Call Me service back in 2000 while he was working as a trainee accountant at Vodacom. But that was only the start of decades of a long battle to be compensated for his idea. Now the case eventually landed up in the Constitutional Court which in 2016 found in Makate's favour and ordered Vodacom to negotiate a reasonable compensation with him. Now Vodacom has offered Makate 47 million rand but he says he's owed 5% of the revenue generated off the back of this invention, which he puts at around 9 billion rand. So last year, the Pretoria High Court found the amount uh, Vodacom had proposed indeed wasn't fair and sent the matter back to Vodacom, who are now appealing the decision. And that is where we are today. And I'm so, so happy to have him in studio on the Carol Afori podcast to talk about this long battle, your resilience, your steadfastness, and all of that. Of course, Nkosana Makade is now a senior business development manager at the South African Local Government Association, and he's sitting with me now in studio. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, thanks, uh, Carol. So, Nkosana, everyone is so curious about your story, you know, how it all began. I mean, how did you even come up with the concept of please call me? That was quite an invention. Yeah, well, I was in a long-term relationship, I mean, with my current wife. Mm-hmm. She was at Fort Hare, I was here working for Vodacom. And uh, I struggled with relationship issues, I mean, uh, with regard to being a person who's always making calls, simply because I'm in an advantageous position yeah. of making those calls. And I wanted her to be able to at least, I mean, initiate a call. Yeah. And she was stuck with the phone that I had given her, and Ericsson, you know, what a yeah. big Ericsson, Ericsson yo. Yeah, It would kill you, actually, <laughs> if somebody were to hit you yeah. with it on your head. Um, yeah. yeah, those were the struggles. And uh, it then dawned on me that, you know, uh, there are so many people who are actually in the very same situation uh, mm. as I was. I mean, that was like friends, uncles, parents, mothers. Yeah. And that was, you know, um, yeah. the market yeah. that we then spoke about in Please Call Me. Yeah. Yeah. So when you proposed the idea... All those years back, mm. did you think you'd be where you are today in court battling? And <laughs> no, certainly, here you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, certainly not. Yeah. I mean, this was uh, really never uh, anticipated or mm. written. I mean, if I knew, I don't know what I would have decided. But yeah, here I am. But I never knew. I mean, Vodacom was a family. I mean, mm. remained a family to me. My first formal work, you know, employment. I mm. worked at my father's shops and uncle's shops before that. It was informal. But this was my first formal uh, employment. I mean, that was a home yeah. and, and a place that I, I felt love. Yeah. So I never really anticipated all these things. Yeah. yeah. When did you, you see 
that this is going to be a long journey? When did that dawn on you that, yo, okay, this is going to be a fight? I think funny enough, I mean, with the journey for me, it has been an unfolding thing. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's never... I think the long part of it uh, became quite clear after the Constitutional Court when we were in negotiations mm. and there were like battles. Mm. But prior to that, I mean, uh, I had never litigated. I had never been in court before. I don't even know how these things work. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm better informed now, of yeah. course. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and I would advise, I think, uh, with authority mm. uh, in these kind of matters. Uh, I, I never. I thought. I mean, it was ending all the time. I thought no, this would, would end. I mm. mean, after the high court, I thought it would end. Yeah. Then you know, you go to the SCA, you go to the CC, and then you go to negotiations. But I think I was now better informed when we were going for review mm. uh, of the CEO's decision. That you know what, I'm schooled in this now. It does take a bit of time. Yeah. And one needs to exercise patience. Yeah. But before that, uh, no, uh, I thought it's ending now. Yes. You know. It's around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, no. How many years was, has it been now wrong. in total? I think I've been in courts now for, what, over 12, 12, 15, almost 15, I think, Jeez. in courts. Yeah. That's a long time yeah. to be in court. Yes. You know, I had a litigation issue with a neighbor who was throwing rotten food <coughs> over into my yard. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> and that took three weeks. And yeah, I was exhausted. Weeks, yeah. Is it? I hated the process <laughs> of being in court. I hated the smell of court. I hated the yes. formalities. I just hated it. Yeah. Now, I cannot imagine what it's been like 12 yeah. to 15 years battling in court. What yeah. has this journey been like for you? No, I mean, it's been tough. Uh, I, cannot, I cannot lie about that. I mean, it's been tough. It's been strenuous. Yeah. But, I mean, we've soldiered on. We've, we are still going on. I mean, I've made sure that, you know, other aspects of my life are still continuing. Mm. And it's not only this that I'm doing. So... So, yeah, but I mean, it's been tough. It's been, been hectic. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned we are going strong. Are you referring to your legal team? Legal team, family, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, uh, the legal team, we are, we are strong. Yeah. We'll take this to its logical conclusion. I mean, that's our plan. Right. Uh, we are in front of the SCA now, and we're hoping, I mean, given the attitude that we got when we got there mm. uh, of the justices, is that they also want this to end. Mm. You know, I think it's tiring... Yo, uh, how many years? Uh, not only me, but also yeah. other people in South Africa, right. including the judicial you know, system in right. the country. Yeah. Right. So I want to chat a bit about, uh, we are doing this podcast today mm. from our Jacaranda studios okay. in, in Johannesburg, right? And you had to pass the Vodacom building to come yeah, here. Yeah. W- was it uh, uncomfortable? When you see the Vodacom signs, do you get <laughs> angry? You're like, ah, this brand. <laughs> actually, actually, I'm in driving through now as, yeah. as the location things had turned right into Vodacom Boulevard. Yeah. I mean, it was quite surreal. Because yeah. the last time that I, I was actually here, it's like a long time ago. Right. I left Vodacom in 2003, I think. Yeah. But I think I've been at Vodaworld yeah. a couple of times, but yeah. it's been quite a while. I think it's over 10 years yeah. since I actually drove that, that road. So it's, yeah, it's... Yeah. And it, what, it, what it, are your... It brought it, memories. Yeah. yeah. What, what emotions did it bring? Was it anger? Was it... Uh, nostalgia was it annoyance like when you no I, I think I think it's mostly nostalgia I mean I looked mm-hmm. at the office uh, mm. office park actually and, and it, it looks like things have remained the same mm. it's, it's where I worked I mean nostalgic. yeah it's quite a nostalgic uh, uh, moment you know, yeah because I used to be in those floors yeah 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 when you look back at that day when you went and said hold on guys that's my concept do you have a particular person you know in life you'll have like oh Mar John did me wrong yes John did me wrong <laughs> John did me wrong. Do you have a, a person that you're like, you know, that person actually did me wrong. We could have solved this so much better. The problem I think that I had was that 
it was the ultimate boss uh, mm. really i mean that that seemed to have made a call and decided how things will pan out mm. so I, i cannot blame i mean the people that i presented to mm. i cannot blame i mean lazarus mchenje for instance who referred me and assisted me to get to philip kaisler who was the head of product development at the time a director those people i mean there's no issues i don't have issues mm. uh, but i think it was ultimately right at the highest level so mm. I think yeah one was powerless I mean mm. I, I could not have done it anyhow mm. and I have no grudges I mean against those people I mean some have left I mean like the CEO mm. Mr Crickers left for a a while ago as mm. well so yeah I, but I don't have grudges against people uh, wow. say. yeah I th- no I guess, bad I mean we went to court and and issues were put on the table there was ultimately an acknowledgement and under cross examination so that for me I mean that, that ship has sailed We are here now and I need to make sure that I mean I arrive at a justifiable conclusion mm. in terms of the contract that I have with Vodacom. Yeah. And that's it yeah. for me. Look, I mean everybody knows that lo- the court is expensive. When I mentioned to the few that I'm speaking to you, yeah. the biggest question was how is he affording this long yeah. legal battle? How yeah. how's that how's that happening? Yeah, I think I think God has been kind to me in in many ways. I mean, I have got I did get assistance at some point uh, throughout uh, in this journey. some of it fell away some of it was not as genuine as it should be yeah yeah but i mean i've i've been blessed to have a legal team i mean that has also been willing to work on this almost like as a passion that they are pursuing you know uh, to see justice at the end mm. and that i think has has carried in the in the main mm. has carried me through uh, that you don't get an invoice each and every time you pick up a call or you you being advised or Vodacom sends papers and stuff like that. So a lot of guys working uh, pro bono. The core mm. of the team uh, yeah. is is on a contingency. So, so now so. you at the South African Local Government Association. Yes. How's yeah. that been like? I mean, you're the famous guy. <laughs> the guy who's in this big big uh, case with the big giant yeah telecom company. No, I've tried. I mean, like I've said, uh, you know, to to make sure that other aspects of my life do continue. Yeah. and i've been working i think at salga for now over 10 years i wow. mean in the finance department uh, responsible for finances in the main only now started the business development initiative but i'm still located in finance i mean we've done well we've achieved 10 clean audits in a row wow. uh, while i was there while i'm still am there we're working on the 11th one now so yeah it's been good it's i been think good. it's been good so i mean a lot of the times when legal battles go on for a long time people mm. get scared and say ah oh, maybe like um you you scared for your life yeah. people don't like the fact that you are being so persistent yeah. you're ruffling feathers yeah. do you yeah. have any of that i mean i i wouldn't say no i mean uh, those things do cross your mind uh, yeah. sometimes but I, i i think i've made sure that they are not my fixation i mean yeah. ultimately i'm not in control of these other things i mean that may or may not happen to mm. me mm. so i try as much as possible that my life goes on uh, you know normally Mm. From here I'll be going to the mall to go and buy somebody a present. And do people spot you <laughs> and say, "Hey, there's some person, Mr. No, please call me." No, that people do. Some approach you, some don't, but yeah. there people do. They do. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess the big elephant in the room, it trended yeah. just the other day. Mm. The 47 million yeah. that was um, supposedly offered to you mm-hmm. as uh, the deal must yeah. be done. um and you said no thank you um yeah. you owe me a lot more than that yeah. a lot of people uh, on twitter were saying why didn't you take the money <laughs> why didn't you take the money but like, we play lots yeah 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 <laughs> please, please yeah. lotto can i win and here's 47 million why did you turn it down 
No, no, no. I, th- I think I think with the 47, it needs to be understood in context. I mm. mean, there is a contractual obligation that you have with Vodacom. Yeah. And part of the contract is that I need to get 5% of the revenues that have been generated by Please Call Me. And there needs to be line of sight and transparency with regard to that. Currently, with the 47 million, that transparency is not there. And we have tried, I mean, to basically get the numbers that the CEO used in order to arrive at that determination. The court is no wiser. Mm -hmm. We are no wiser regarding what he's done. We've subjected our numbers to audits. We went and did a data mining exercise at Vodacom. We crunched the numbers. We came up with the numbers and put them forward. So there's transparency on our side. But I think there's been lack of that from the CEO's side Mm. in terms of the number that he did. Mm. And nobody knows actually where he picked up that number from. And that's really the, at the heart of the dispute right. before the SEA. Yeah. So I believe the the amount that you would be satisfied with is 9 billion rand? Not necessarily. I mean, we were saying in the papers, I know Twitter just picked that up. Yeah. I think they picked up that amount from over 205 billion that has been generated by PCM. Yeah. That was a 20, 2018 number. And then they calculated 5% of that and then attached a yeah. number. And now they are assigning it to me. <laughs> yes. No, that's not, that's, not, that's not how it works. Okay. Uh, there are numbers in front of court. There's a formula uh, and there's numbers that have been referred to the CEO. The CEO needs to crunch those numbers in terms of the court order of the high court right. and then produce a number. And that will be the number, as long as it's transparent when we agree okay. on its variables, that okay. will be settling on, yeah. So you're a numbers man. I mean, you crunch numbers every day. <laughs> what number are you happy to settle on? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm happy to settle on a, on a reasonable um, a number that is transparent yeah. and is verifiable. And I'm happy with that. As long as it's accurate and we can all vouch for it. So you're not willing to give me an amount? It. No, no, not really. Uh, the higher court did not give us a number. They yeah. gave us a formula. Okay. They gave us variables okay. uh, that the CEO needs to use uh, and in correcting the number that he had put forward. So, right. And that number still needs to be calculated. Mm-hmm. You know? So it would not be, I think, um, uh, wise and appropriate for me <laughs> to, to call to out start, a number. <laughs> uh, crunching and, and uh, calling out those numbers. Those right. numbers will be calculated and the CEO must do that. Okay. Yeah. And when is the end in sight? When are you back in court? When are you getting final decisions? Yeah. Will 2023 end and you've got a conclusion? Or is this another two, three-year battle? No, no. We, we're, hoping, we're hoping that it is approaching the end. Because, I mean, when we arrived at the SCA, the legal teams were called, uh, both of them. And I think the presiding judge did make it very clear that this matter has been going on for a very long time. It needs to come to an end. Yeah. So the judgment of the SCA, we expect it uh, to be within... Um, uh, three months. Okay. Uh, so that's the Supreme most. Court of Appeal, right? Yeah, is Supreme it, Court of Appeal in Plumfantine. We expect that to happen within three months. Okay. And and, and I think so virtually, virtually, virtually uh, that will bring may bring an end to the matter. Yeah. Okay. We don't see any constitutional... I mean, the Concord doesn't necessarily deal with numbers. Okay. It deals with constitutional matters. Right. So, yeah, we, we see this as, as uh, you know, edging closer towards the end. So, I mean, I dream about money I don't have all the time, okay? (laughs) I'm like, I play the lotto, I'm already there on a yacht, I'm there buying my new car, I'm there in the shops buying clothes. Do you have major plans for when you do get your payout? I mean, mean, plans will always be there. Mm. Plans will always be there. Mm. But, I mean, my attitude uh, is really taking day 
by day. I mean, taking things as they come. Mm. Uh, I live here in the now. You know, I, yeah. I I don't. I try not to do what you do. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> uh, 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 like like thinking about uh, you know yeah, the all these other things, the, the yacht and whatever, the shampoo <laughs> and stuff like that. No no no. I try not to to do that. Yeah. Uh, I think I've trained myself well over these years yeah. i mean you could easily fall into that yeah and i think it tends to create problems uh, yeah. you know uh, for, for 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 people or in the kind of battle that i'm pursuing yeah it could create you know unnecessary tension yeah you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's move into the motivational side of this because i think yeah. a lot of people can learn from you in how first of all a lot of people would say oh taking on a giant like that you are really brave this is not going to end yeah. well for you these giants have lots of money and strong lawyers yeah. and can throw money at everything mm. what do you say to to the people the naysayers that you know said that in the beginning and here you're still fighting yeah but I, th- I think we have we have in this journey really proved that uh, nothing is really impossible. You can actually take on a giant as long as you have a case and you believe in your cause. Mm. As long as you, I mean, for me, it's really stemmed from injustice. I felt, I mean, when the CEO told me then, I mean, as a young, young, twenty-four year old. Mm. Um, that uh, or told somebody to tell me uh, that I'll never get a cent out of this. You know, I'm greedy and I'll never get a cent out of this based on the proposal that I had put forward. I felt that that young man was 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 really wronged, and from then on, I knew that it didn't matter mm. uh, what they put in front of me. I will pursue this, and I'll bring it to 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 justice. Mm. You know, it may take time. I understood somewhat that it may take time. I was advised and told. I mean, other lawyers came and left, mm. ran away because the task was just too big. Right. You know, uh, yeah. But I mean, I kept on moving, yeah. you know. And I think if you continue moving, uh, solutions do come along the way. Uh, just persist and be there, you know. And and make sure that you believe in the fight that you are pursuing. Mm. Because if you don't have that belief, then then it's it's almost impossible for you to to execute and, and, and stay on in this kind of fight. Yeah. yeah. What are your biggest lessons from this journey? I think you, you, you obviously, I mean, there were errors in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, you need to consult lawyers probably, yeah. do a properly crafted agreement, yeah. you know, get them to sign, don't disclose, uh, disclose after, you know, do yeah. not only rely on trust. I was there as a young 18-year-old. That was like a family for me, uh, away from my biological uh, family. Right. So, so that was my family. I mean, it was people that I really grew. Yeah. Uh, seeing, idolizing, uh, you know, and learning a lot from. Mm. And for me, I never anticipated that these kind of things will actually happen. I thought, actually, I mean, uh, I was in Nirvana already. I thought this will like you know blow up. Yes. And I was going to be like in the yacht that you are talking about. <laughs> Living your best <laughs> uh, life. I thought in it was simple. It would be simple. But I mean, obviously, as we see yeah. in life, I mean, other things tend to chip in. Yeah. Sure. And other things certainly did chip in. Yeah. What has been your foundation? You know, because I I know that a, a fight like this would have highs and lows and yeah. highs and lows. What has kept you? Yeah. Together. What has kept you there? Yeah, I, th- I think family. I yeah. mean, um, I'm also raised Christian. I may not be going to church as, as often yeah. as my ma- grandmother would love to. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, that has kept me uh, going. Um, friends, I mean, and just probably my, my just demeanor yeah. uh, and orientation and nature. I've never been a person who who doesn't recover from setbacks. 
no matter how small they were. You know, I've always been a person who retreats and always hope for, for a better day. Yeah. You know, uh, so I've never really been hit hard and, and, and a person that will then, then come, not come back. And, mm. you know, whether it's in studies, whether it's, it's just in life, uh, maybe in relationships as well. Yeah. You know, I've always, I've always found a way to come back. I've always found a way to stay on, yeah. you know, and positively so. So maybe that, I mean, uh, in my nature, maybe uh, it's a wrong nature to have then go, God then chooses to present such challenges <laughs> yes. to you yes. uh, because you can take them, you yeah. know. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember when we lost initially at the SCA. Yeah. And and my attorney called me and said, "Yo, we've lost, uh, you know, and, yeah. and they've dis- dismissed our application with costs and stuff." Velna Lebe, and I said, "No, but Velna is fine." He said, "It's not fine. It's not <laughs> fine." I said, "No, it's fine. I mean, we still have the CC to go to. Yeah. You know, it's that nature mm. of saying, I do take things in my stride and then move on, and 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 hope for a better day. You know." Mm. Um, and that I think has has sustained me in this yeah. journey. Without that, I think I would I would I, would, I mean I, I see some, you know, in the group uh, uh, with people that we work with, yeah. and how they take these setbacks, the dismissals yes. and whatever. Yes. You know, yeah, we we take things differently, and I think I just I'm just blessed uh, to have this nature of saying things will get better. Mm. You know, things will get better. Yeah. So, obviously, a lot of people know your name. They know mm. your battle. Have you started seeing people trying to be your friend? <laughs> and you're like, I'm an, this guy never used to hang around here. But now recently, <laughs> since the 47, now all of a sudden, this guy is hanging around. Are you seeing certain people now moving into your life? And you're like, ah, I wonder if you're really here because yeah, yeah. you're my friend. <laughs> no, not new people. Uh, I don't have new people that have just come in into my life. Yeah. I do have people that have always been there in right. my life. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't, I don't have that. No, yeah. no. Maybe, maybe it will happen soon. I don't know. But yeah, I don't, I don't have that. Uh, but you do, you do get, yeah, suspicious sometimes. Yeah, I mean, some I people. think it's natural uh, because of the kind of things that we're dealing with. You know, yeah. when people hear big numbers and numbers and stuff like that, they want to get closer to you. It does happen. Uh, it does happen. But yeah, not, not, not hectically. But I think I'm managing well. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Have you thought about the moment that it's that thing? What do they they hit the thing? Kung, it's done. Yeah. That moment where the number is given to you, you're happy with the number, yeah. you feel it's fair. Have you thought about what you will do next? Is it like drop on the floor, cry, and then take the week off from work, yeah. go on vacation? <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. Send a please yeah. call me to somebody. Yeah, to somebody. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I think, uh, I mean, you, you obviously do think about those things. Yeah. And and I've thought hard and long about it. And yeah. yeah. For me, I think the wise thing, because I do cancel myself, it's that I am going to take a break. Okay. You know, um, and yeah, I, I may take a retreat break and just dislodge it because I don't know how to live mm-hmm. without this fight. Oh, wow. I mean, this fight is constantly with me you know it's something that you a day does not pass uh, with you thinking about it so so i've lived this battle i mean for half of my life now so yeah i don't know how to live without it so i'll need to relearn how to live uh, without this fight so yeah but yeah uh, i I will probably dislodge a bit yeah uh, and and take a year a year or two break maybe go and meditate 
Sure. I like that. <laughs> try to do that. Try to do on yeah. a, on a, some jaunt in India or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I like to travel as well. Uh, I'll probably take a break and do that, mm-hmm. you know, and just travel. Um, I am traveling now, but I'll probably do that, intentionally do it. And then just take a break from talking to people and hearing uh, because I'm sure there will be a flood of people. Yeah. Uh, that but you're going to take my call. I definitely <laughs> want to chat to you on the radio. I'll try. I'll try. If you're on WhatsApp, uh, be careful I don't change my number as well. So. There we go. Um, when last, just is a fun question. When last did you send a please call me? Uh, please call me. Yeah. I do get one from um, my gran in Hilbron oh, uh, quite often. And what does it yeah. feel like when you get that? Because it, it's your concept. No, no, I have to return it. I mean, of course, yeah. you know. And and I mean it's a, it's a sense of pride. I mean it's it's um, for me. I've always returned. Please call me. Um, yeah, it's don't. one thing that I yeah, don't. Yeah, I'm return. like Kemang Moto. No, no, no. I return. <laughs> I, I always return. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess for obvious reasons, I'm biased yeah. towards it. Yeah. Uh, but I also know that it comes from a point of need, mm. and uh, you know it's a person that uh, will probably really really in a desperate situation. Right. My wife used to send me please call me when yes. she was uh, in varsity. Yes. She immediately stopped after getting paychecks, you know. So, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And and I guess my last parting question would be, you know, do you have any big plans for when this is all over? Are you going to start a franchise? Are you going to uh, do big business ideas? Are you going to do NGO stuff? You know, what 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 are your big plans when this is all over? I mean, there are obviously plans. I mean, mm. to do to do things and contribute mm. towards. Um, you know, where the uh, causes and ventures. Mm. I certainly do not want to see doors of courts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, again. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think uh, I think that retreat uh, period that I'm talking about will will crystallize mm. a lot of things. I mean, they are clearly, I mean, there are ideas, mm. you know, that one has. Mm. But they are not really, I mean, put in serious motion. Mm. But there are plans. And, and those, I mean, will outline at some point. I must still write a book. I'm keeping some notes now. Uh, I'm trying to go back because that's how long the journey has been. Hmm. Um, we'll probably try and do a Netflix doc uh, for this. Sounds good. Yeah, and we'll see where that takes us. Because I think, I mean, people can learn out of yeah. this. And there are many, many things that people don't know like? uh, that happened behind the scene. Give us no, one. No, no, like behind the scenes things. Oh, you know? give us one. Like, like, like some, some, some conversations, like some give decisions. Give us one. <laughs> Just for spice and seasoning. <laughs> no, 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 I mean, I mean, I mean, what happens? What happens when you're declining the CEO's so-called offer yeah. or determination? You know, what happens in the team when that happens? Yeah. You know, yeah. those kind of things. Those yeah. kind of things are never told. Yeah. Uh, and and I think people can benefit out of them. Mm. It's, it's those critical. Uh, moments. I mean, I've I've had uh, I've been to arbitrations uh, with so-called former funders. Lots of things happen there, you know. Mm. Yeah, people need to know about these yeah. things, you know, yeah. and and what transpires in those kind of forums. Yeah. Uh, what happens when you're in the box? I mean, for people who've never been uh, in the dock, caught for the first time, cross-examination. Yeah. How do you deal with that? What happens? I mean, you know, it's 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 all these things yeah. that people don't know. Yeah. Um, it's more the behind-the-scenes things, the the things that really matter, that actually result in decisions that are made, right? And that that bring us where we are. What happened at the SEA? You know, mm. critical decisions had to be made there mm-hmm. about certain things that were put in front of us. Mm. 
Yeah, I mean those kind of things. Mm. You know? Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. We'll talk about those. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then, with regards to what do you think? This is my final, final mm. question. What would you say is the biggest misconception people have about you? You know, when you look at the media and you see what's been written, what do you think is the one thing you want to dispel right now that that's not true or get straight or just clarify? What is the one thing? Yeah, I I, th- I think you know there's a divide. Uh, there's a divide in South Africa, and I understand, I mean, this divide. Uh, and it would be wrong to say it's white or black, mm. you know, um, because it's certain people. Mm. You know, it, you also get black people that think in a certain way. Mm. But there are people who who think probably that uh, I am greedy or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and without necessarily understanding exactly what the fight is about and what the issues at play are about you know he should have taken the 47 meter and he must take the for he's greedy he's mm. gonna end mm. up with nothing and mm. stuff and all those kind of things and and people without really getting themselves into the battle itself and understanding exactly what what is at play i mean and i would advise i mean for those people to go and read the court papers mm. you know and people tend to comment and i don't read much of it anyway because I'm, my my survival uh, technique is never to to yeah. get fixated and reading into what people really say out there. But you do get sometimes, you know, certain uh, comments mm. and, and attitudes and people saying, no, oh, he's greedy and whatever. You know, he was only an employee and stuff and all those kind of things and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, but, uh, but they don't understand mm. the battle. They don't understand the issues at play. And, and I'm, I'm certainly... Certainly not a greedy person. Mm. Not at all. Not even close to what people sometimes describe me as. Mm. And it's certain people. It's not all people. Mm. I think the majority of people do support me and do support the cause that I'm, I'm, I'm pushing and, and see a value in it. I mean, for greater South Africans. And I think we are at the point where we do need entrepreneurs in South Africa. Mm. We do need a, an open corporate sector embracing ideas. Yeah. I mean, you hear things about stuff that happens in corporate. Mm. Yeah, stories behind your e-wallets and whatever and all these other things that creep up. You know, it's it's things like that that I think perpetuate a position where South Africa finds itself in. The most unequal country in the world. Yeah. I mean, let's for for a moment pause and think about Ngosana becomes successful and in 2001 this gets embraced. He becomes a multi-billionaire, whatever. Mm. What then would then have happened in terms of the role that he plays, where he comes from, the people that he uplifts? Mm. Uh, because his networks are different. They are not Rupert's networks. They are not Ackerman's networks. Yeah. They are different networks. Right. And they are different people. And, and the kind of encouragement also that the young people who also then are able to say, look at this, learn from it. I can actually think about my own situation, my own environment, present this make a kidding out of it, becomes very successful and, and becomes one of the most successful vessels in the world. Mm. And that's what PCM has actually become. I mean, we're talking, what, a billion messages for Vodacom uh, on a monthly basis? We're talking about 19 countries in which it has been exported? Sure. We're talking, I mean, what, over 40 million messages a day mm. on Vodacom alone? Then you go to the other networks as well. So this is a, a very successful product. And people should not look past that. Mm. Unlocked, what, a 40% of the prepaid base that wow. was not being utilized at all. 
And those numbers kept on being deleted on the Vodacom network. And suddenly comes Nkosana and says, that is a wrong way. Let's take this way. These people must be alive. They need to communicate. You don't necessarily need to uh, get money from them directly, but you're going to get it from their friends and family and whatever who happen to be in a better position to do that. Mm. And then you create this whole new business model out of that. And, yeah. and, and, and it's those things that we need to talk about. Yeah. We need to talk about the successes of Please Call Me and what it has brought for Vodacom and, and, and the industry. Not these things, hey, Ngosana, an employee, he is greedy and whatever and stuff and all those. Let's look at the success of Please Call Me. And then let's encourage young people to also have that worldview, to also introspect and look at their circumstances in a very similar fashion mm. and open up corporate sector to stop this thing, uh, that, that uh, things are just going to be taken and those rich will get richer and richer because it's actually the quagmire that South Africa finds itself in today. That actually yeah. we cannot expand and create an ecosystem <coughs> of ideas generation. I mean, your, your Facebooks are, are mere ideas of Harvard uh, boys who are at school. Mm. Look at where it is today. WhatsApp is similar. Mm. Silicon Valley is an industry developed based on ideas. Mm. South Africa does not get there because there is this thing that we have, that those ideas, raw ideas, and that's where they're going to come from. Mm. They're going to come as raw uh, from your townships, from people that are really struggling because that's what innovation does and needs breeds in innovation. So those people are going to come with innovative solutions. But what then happens? They need to belong to others. And those others happen to be <laughs> already entrenched. What then happens? Yeah. They get entrenched more. And that's why we find ourselves in this situation. Mm -hmm. Let's encourage young people to be innovative. Let corporate sector embrace these people and deal with them fairly. Deal with them fairly. There's absolutely nothing wrong in revenue sharing with people. Mm. I mean, in this instance alone, we're talking 95% Vodacom, 5% in Gosan. What's wrong with that? On billions that they would never have generated. What is the problem with that model? And if we encourage young people to get into that space and corporate sector to also embrace it, yeah. I don't know where this country will be because we are one of the most innovative countries in the world. There's so many things that have come out of this country. Yeah. Many things. And we are stalling that because of this arrangement this greed that is happening. Uh, and then we are misassigning this greed because some young, young man uh, who unfortunately had a brilliant, brilliant concept. Mm. You know, he had a brilliant concept, put him in another country, put him in Silicon Valley. Totally different story. He's a captain of industry if you put him there. Right. And that's, that's the problem that we are having in South Africa. Mm. And we need to resolve that. Until mm. we resolve those kind of things, we are going absolutely nowhere as a country. Hmm. Let's not do it through courts. Mm. Let's do it based on Ubuntu. And, mm. and, and as we say that we live with this constitution, which is the, its foundation is Ubuntu. Yeah. But when we come in corporate circles, in corporate rooms, yeah. that we throw out of the window and then we implement other things. Yeah. You know? yeah. Let's not do that, South Africans. We don't have to do that. Corporate sector must also not do that. Don't eat your young because that's what is happening here. And then we're going to be blamed for all sorts of things. Yo, Nkosana, we've really had a great conversation. I've learned so much from you, and I wish you all the best in the next three months. Thank you. Uh, that everything goes as planned, and I look forward to um, seeing the footage of you <laughs> celebrating in court. And then, of course, expect our call. Yes, yes, <laughs> So we can yes. find out how you're feeling. No, definitely. Uh, but once again, thank you so much and for your resilience and for standing you know, in this fight for so long yeah. and showing others that when you believe in something, just keep fighting. No, and keep fighting. Yeah, and I think, I mean, uh, given 
the justices at the SCA, I mm. mean, the attitude and the posture mm -hmm. is that we need to bring this thing to an end. Yeah. So, and I hope uh, the judgment that we'll get will uh, do exactly that. There we go. Yeah. Yep. The creator of Please Call Me, Kenneth Nkosana Makate, uh, with us on the Carol Ofori podcast. Thank you so much for Thank making you. your time, Thank you. for going through the experience of driving <laughs> past Vodacom yes, yes. and coming here to our Jacaranda studios and giving me a great conversation. Thank you very much. Appreciate yeah. no, your No, no, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm going through again. I'll pass Vodacom again. <laughs> Uh, and, All the best. And, and remember. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <sighs> and now we know. If you enjoyed my podcast, please follow or subscribe to it via ecr.co.za under podcasts. And then you'll get alerts about new episodes. And please don't keep the Carol of Ford podcast to yourself. Let's make the circle bigger. You can also email your big questions to my producer, Rory, at ecr.co.za.